Good morning, listeners, and welcome back to the Under the Scope podcast where we discuss music. I'm your host, Will Brost, and calling in from roughly 8 a.m. Pacific time zone, my good friend Patrick Anderson, who woke up early to do this podcast. How's it going? I have not seen the morning air like this before. (laughs) (laughs) not seen it at all it's it's 8 a.m like it's early but it's not like (laughs) well like crazy right like in theory you wake up before this to go to work sometimes i I would guess this is what (laughs) you would think i i would i would guess yeah my boss would think (laughs) (laughs) well either way i appreciate you you know getting up this early to do this podcast um because i imagine you know, your ideal 8 a.m. Sunday morning, you know, activity is discussing, you know, these, this interesting group <laughs> of records we decided to uh, talk about today. Uh, there's a... This is exactly why I did it. Yeah, that's... that's what... <laughs> it's a very... I, in fact, I only want to talk about these on 8 a.m. on Sunday. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very... It's a very strange collection. Um, I think our hope is that the listeners might care about one of these albums because <laughs> if there's a listener that's just like really passionately interested in hearing about all four of these, then, you know, more power to them. But I, I guess I don't see that. <laughs> I Yeah, I don't I, You would have a very interesting music case to... <laughs> be like oh yeah all of these are are what i'm talking about right right so it's like uh it's, maybe you're maybe you're just on some new shit maybe you're just on some new hype yeah like you just like new albums yeah just like oh what's the latest like that's all you care about like <laughs> like the that albums would be a very positive way to to look at music yeah like everything that's new is just great and in like the last podcast we did with a similar format like you're already done with those albums those are all old news at this point this is this is that new new so yeah you're like why are you listening to this (laughs) aren't those like a month old (laughs) um so for that person that's why we're doing this podcast exactly yep yep just hoping to you know land in that nice little niche of the person who's both a diehard tool fan and a big lana del rey stan um so that's that's who we're talking about today tool Lana Del Rey, Post Malone, and JPEG Mafia. It just truly, <laughs> truly a, a, a motley crew, a, a Mount Rushmore of who's who in music right now. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to let you once again decide where we start because I have no clue what, <laughs> where to, where to go from here. Where, where to go from here? Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this All is right, going to set the tone, it. so you better pick, you know, this is going to set the tone for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's do it. And uh, we'll start off with, since we're talking about that new new, we'll mm-hmm. start off with the newest one. Uh, which is the newest one? Is it the JPEG Mafia one? Yeah, JPEG. Okay, okay. I was like, all right, post, we'll start with the newest one. Post, mm, post. <laughs> which yeah, yeah. which is... What if, what, if, what if I just left it on that? I'm like, the newest one. All right, well, you got it. Right, this. I'm like, okay, let's guess. Figure it out. <laughs> so, yeah, JPEG. Let's do, let's do JPEG. It's it's good to do JPEG because it'll get us a little, a little energized this early in the morning, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Because JPEG Mafia 
is an experimental hip-hop artist from Baltimore. Um, he broke out last year with his album Veteran, um, which is an album I personally enjoyed very much. Landed in my top 10 last year and might even be higher at this point. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, it really stuck around. I think a song like 1539 North Calvert, I think I've listened to more this year than last year. So I don't know. There's just plenty of songs like that that have really stuck with me. Um, but he, yeah. he he amassed like a ton of hype with that record, like mm-hmm. um, enough hype to where I think either both of us or just me, I can't remember who, but on our Scopies podcast last year, uh, at least I listed him as our, like the breakout artist of 2018. Um, I was like, ton of yeah. I can't, I can't remember I who I you could. picked, but I, I'm pretty positive I picked JPEG Mafia because just a ton of hype with this guy, a lot of internet-based hype. Um, so because of all that yeah. hype, people were very excited to hear this new album titled uh, All My Heroes Are Cornballs, um, which is just fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Currently has a Metacritic of 89 out of 100. Um, Damn. Really good. Really good. Now, granted, only mm-hmm. eight, eight critics so far, um, but very good nonetheless. Um, what are your overall thoughts on this one? Um, I like to see that he's fully embraced the internet troll persona <laughs> on this. <laughs> and it's like, it's, uh, it, it's like, it's shows basically just off of the, uh, off of the title or off of the title of the album itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, his personality really shines through a lot more clear on this one. Um, I think I, I, I like it less than veteran, mm-hmm. um, because it's not, it's not, it doesn't stick with me as much. The, it, the experimentation is not as, um, vibrant and like risky. Um, it, it still sounds really interesting and he's still like, kind of breaking new ground on experimental hip-hop and but he's going more into the pop world too which is interesting he's kind of mm-hmm. breaking into like r&b and pop uh, experimentally in a way too which i find interesting on this but um yeah I, I liked it i i wasn't as uh blown away by it as veteran um but it's still it's still really interesting yeah i'm uh i'm kind of in that same boat where i prefer veteran because i think it has more of an impact on me personally um maybe it's that how that album was maybe more aggressive than this one um this one's slightly toned down i mean it still has its um pretty experiment you know abrasive moments but i felt like it was i felt like it was very much toned down from veteran yeah like there's you know despite songs like prone or you know the back half of keenan versus kell or yeah um i guess I, what am i thinking of i think uh gosh i can't remember but there's there's some songs that are like just as aggressive as anything on veteran but from song to song it's not as aggressive overall um i'm yeah overall i'm uh i'm disappointed and not oh okay. not not disappointed like actually disappointed but like the meme disappointed that has been <laughs> <laughs> that has been assigned to this yeah, record was, <laughs> it's a that is, that is funny yeah it's um part of the album rollout was to bring in a bunch of musical friends like James Blake and Jeff Tweedy of Wilco and 
I think Hannibal Burris was there for one of them, but they were just <laughs> talking about like how much they liked the album when they were listening to it with him in the room. And then the second he leaves the room, they're just like, yeah, I was really disappointed. This album sucks. <laughs> uh, it was just, it's so funny. It's just a really funny yeah. rollout. Um, and just really cool to watch like Peggy, um, kind of go back and forth with some other musicians like just sharing their thoughts on his new music it's it's a really interesting and and funny rollout um the album itself though yeah i think though i prefer veteran um i think there is growth here uh from jpeg uh he's i think he's growing more as a producer and as a songwriter um veteran has plenty of quote-unquote songs that I think function better as ideas but his ideas mm -hmm. I think seem more like fully fleshed out here um there's fewer stuff like you know the Morrissey track on the last one or just kind of the 30 mm -hmm. second little things um even the 30 second interludes this time around seem like there was more effort put into them um you know stuff like JPEG Mafia type beat which is only like a minute, which is, again, the yeah. hilarious song titles all across the board on this album as well. Um, God, I love the J JPEG Mafia type beat. The, the second to last Buttermilk Jesus type beat. <laughs> it's so good. But yeah, like those like, songs might only be a minute, but they're, they pack a lot within that short time frame. Um, even a song like uh, <laughs> uh, Basic Bitch Tear Gas, which is <laughs> less than 90 seconds, but it includes yeah. a lot, uh, including a kind of warped cover of TLC's No Scrubs for like 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not even the entire whenever, one minute. But whenever yeah. that's, when, yeah, whenever that started too, I was like, hold the fuck up. Is he <laughs> singing No Scrubs right now? He's basically just singing No sounds... Scrubs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then it kind of like veers off from there. But I was like, that's, it, that's something that I did like about this. He's like, mm -hmm. he's taken himself like not seriously mm -hmm. at all on mm -hmm. this, even though there's a lot of thought put into this. So there's like a lot of humor involved in the album too. Right. And he does, he does touch on things like uh, police brutality and the alt-right. And, yeah. you know, he's just as aggressively political as he was on the last record. I think he has a line on here, something to the extent of like, uh, I'm going to turn Steve Bannon into Steve Hawking or something like that. Yeah. So he's just as aggressive and uh, confrontational as ever. Um, and he can be serious, but yeah, he likes to be pretty, pretty lighthearted too in how he approaches things. I mean, we have <laughs> the lead single, uh, Jesus Forgive Me, I Am yeah. a Thought, <laughs> which is a great song name, a great lead single, and frankly, one of like my favorite songs of the year so far. Um it's yeah it, it's kind of the mix of uh the aggressive side we've come to expect from him and this kind of newer more melodic side that embraces more singing and more uh beauty for lack of a better word it's kind of a nice mix of both of those elements um mm -hmm. but yeah anyway any uh, i was surprised yeah yeah i was i was surprised by by that track um yeah, just because of how it really has veered off from the uh, from the aggressive nature. I mean, it's still there, but it's mm -hmm. just like the singing is very prominent on the album as a whole. He's got a pretty like stellar voice, honestly. He like does. it's it's still very it's still very like 
<laughs> it's kind of trolly still. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like it's it's pretty good. Like when he sings, he's like because I don't know, he really showcases his passion like really well. So his, mm-hmm. it just sells things off really, really well. It, it it's worth noting that no scrubs cover we were just laughing about like it actually sounds pretty good it's <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. it's just an odd inclusion um yeah which yeah it, it makes it even weirder it's like this guy's like actually singing like right. <laughs> like <laughs> i think i, I think another thing, that's yeah go ahead sorry I, I was just saying that that's something that's great about you know peggy is because like when he does something he does it all the fucking way and so it's like you don't know like really what to what to take seriously at certain points because (laughs) half the time he's trolling 100 percent half the time he is being serious so it's like he's really really good at kind of creating a confusing but like also um poignant environment right right (laughs) yeah he's a it's really hard to tell when he's serious and 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 when he's not um I think that part of that, what you just mentioned about how he's not, um, what's the word? He's not compromising. Like when he does something, he kind of gives it his all. Um, And I think that's because he's pretty much the only person involved in the making of this album. Like he raps everything, writes everything, produces everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a couple features here and there, but it's basically his project. It's kind of like Tyler, the creator, where... Mm-hmm. The project is entirely him, and so you kind of get like a clear vision out of it, um, which I think is something that is kind of underrated. Because um, when you do bring on a ton of collaborators, like it doesn't always work out because the chemistry's not always there or the visions don't line up. Um, but if JPEG Mafia can just create a song like Beta Male Strategies on his own, um, <laughs> It all sounds weird, but it makes sense because it's all kind of coming from the same mind. So, um, yeah, yeah, that, that that's a that's a great point. Yeah, it, it, he he does he doesn't lose out on cohesion or like stylistic choice because of that. Right, like it's this album is both like cohesive and all over the place at the same time. It's it's kind of a weird uh, mm-hmm. line. Like every song sounds like it belongs on this album, but a song like. You know, Keenan versus Kel doesn't sound like Free the Frail at all, um, which doesn't. No, yeah, yeah, uh, which are both, I think, very good songs, but they don't sound alike. Um, yeah, uh, uh, what else? What else did you like about this album, or didn't like? We haven't really p- punched on any real negatives yet. Yeah, yeah. So the thing I didn't uh, like as much about the album is like um, I do appreciate that he's going for the more poppy style. Mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, I guess I, I, it feels like that's what he's going for on here with this album. It feels closer to like an experimental pop album, honestly, than mm-hmm. uh, experimental. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of hip hop elements in here, but with the addition of like the heavy chorus work and things like that, um, starts to lean into the R and B or mm-hmm. or pop world a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I appreciate what he's doing with that um but i think that it just like it it doesn't it it doesn't resonate as uh deeply for me um as i think that i would like it to uh i like i i I do like that he's kind of like 
it feels like very trolly on the whole album. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and, and the singing moments are actually really nice at certain parts. They offer a lot of like break in this, the chaos, but, um, I don't know. I think that it's like, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel as, uh, it doesn't feel as, as deeply immersive, mm. um, as I would hope it, it would be at certain points. It's kind of a slight negative. Um, the album is, isn't like, perfect or anything but there you know could so there are like there are moments where i'm like meh. um also i, th- I think the track listing mm-hmm. is good but i think that there's you know moments where like things could have been cut a little bit yeah you know? like totally. there's a lot of spur there's a lot of chaos a lot of sporadic nature to it which i expected um but there's a you know there's a limit like you get to a point where you know, it's chaos for the sake of chaos at certain points, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, you know, there's points on the album where he's literally, like, using sounds from a notification screen on his computer. <laughs> and it's like, you know, that that's fine, but, you know, but it's, there's, there's musical elements to that, but added in with everything else, it just feels a little bit like he's just using sound, mm-hmm. you know, at a certain point. And, at a, you know, so... Yeah, slight negatives on that point. There's a little, yeah, the the thoughtfulness is there, but I think at a certain point it gets very self indulgent too. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. Like there's there's a couple songs that I could definitely do without. Um, in one of those promotional videos, he mentioned that he recorded like almost a hundred songs for this, which I don't know how normal mm-hmm. that is, but I guess he has kind of whittled down from like a much larger selection and you know maybe he was just kind of trolling when he said that but um yeah yeah so maybe he could have trimmed like I I would love to hear some of those songs that didn't make the album because some of the ones that did I'm like well these aren't entirely stand out I'm not sure why these made it and some of the songs that didn't make it didn't make it um Mm -hmm. so but yeah overall I'm I, I think we're kind of in a similar boat here um it's uh ultimately i think it part part of it for me kind of comes down to like the songs i love on here i don't love as much as my favorite songs on veteran um and i also don't even yeah. know if this one is as consistent as veteran either um and i don't know maybe it's i'm only remembering some of the good tracks from veteran off the top of my head cuz that album had similar problems where uh there were just kind of some songs that seemed unnecessary um yeah i i mean i would agree with you to an extent on that i think that um i think that this does have those issues but it has them to a more prominent extent than veteran did mm-hmm. um, yeah because right. i think that like like there are great tracks on here but there's not like there's not like a baby i'm bleeding on here mm-hmm. you know there's there's right. there's it, it, it's like it it the good tracks are really good, but they're not like, I think the difference there was like the great tracks on the album. There was quite a few of them and they were just like phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this one, like the lead single is great. Uh, Keenan versus Kel is great. Mm-hmm. Like the title track is great. Like there's a, there's a, there's a few of them, but there's 18 tracks on here and right. a lot of them are good. Not great. It, it, it feels like, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I I personally really love the songs um, Free the Frail, which might be like his best song strictly from like a songwriting perspective. Um, 
and I really like the song, uh, let's see, Rap Grow Old and Die and No Child Left Behind. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that song. That's a, that's a great one. Um, but, you know, the, uh, do I like them as much as um, Baby I'm Bleeding or Panic Emoji, Rainbow Six? I, I, I don't think so. And there isn't really anything that stands out as much as the old dirty bastard sample from the last record that just totally like mm-hmm. blew my mind. That's the thing. I, I don't think this album blows my mind as much as veteran did. And maybe that's just partially because I'm more accustomed to what JPEG mafia does now. Um, so I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It might, it might've been different if it was like, we, this was the first JPEG mafia album we had ever heard. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's very it's still very distinct like there's not no a doubt. lot that sounds like this out in the rap world right or, or even on veteran really there's anywhere. Stuff, there's plenty of stuff he's doing here that he's never done before or anyone um so i don't want to take that away i, I think that's a, a huge strength of this album is that this album is clearly so different than veteran in a lot of ways but i still expect most of his fans to really like this album um I mean, I mean, Needle Drop gave it like an eight out of ten, and there were still like a ton of dislikes on the video because it wasn't high enough or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because it, it's funny because like it's just Bantano's arguably the reason he blew up so so much <laughs> because of his review of a veteran last year. Absolutely, like <laughs> it's it's just great. And so like <laughs> so he turned on all these fans, and then they're like, what? <laughs> That's that's actually that's a really good point. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, throw my eight out of ten out there. Boom. There oh, it nice. Is. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, man, I've been I've been wrestling this with this one so because I do really really like it, but it, there are there have been uh, moments of just like, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I'm at a, I'm at a seven out of 10 on this. Okay. Like the highest, the highest seven I could give. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but it is a seven. It's like, it, it like rides in that borderline between an eight and a seven. And you know, who knows, maybe by the end of the year, it'll, it'll work its way through. Right. And that's the, the last thing I wanted to mention too, is like, I prefer veteran at this point to all my heroes are cornballs, but veteran grew on me a lot even though i like really loved it at the time it really grew on me throughout the year um so maybe mm-hmm. this one will grow on me even more so um and again i already love it it's an eight out of ten for me but you know i could see this rising uh, by the time we do like year end stuff so we'll see um <clears throat> yeah excuse me either way nice work to peggy yeah well done um yeah really good definitely disappointed uh, so that's a seven and a half out of 10 for all my heroes are corn balls from JPEG mafia. Um, which one do you want to do next? Um, we could keep going with the new, <laughs> the new trend. I, I feel like, you know, I, what is more recent than, than I do. <laughs> so, I mean, we can do that. I, I just have no clue. <laughs> I think I do. So, like, I'm going to, like, take a guess. Okay. Actually, here, I'm on Genius right now, so I can see the release dates. Well, there you go. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I have a oh, guess. Well, this is this is funny because Lana and Tool 
both released on the same day. So it's oh, like, okay. Know. Which is weird because my guess was Post Malone was the most recent. <laughs> Post, no, no, Post Malone was is the most recent. Oh, okay. But I was okay. looking at all of them to see, and it was like, you know. So. <laughs> it's like, we'll have yeah. to really make a decision at some time. We can't just let the gods decide, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, All right. Well, let's let's do Post Malone though, since since we're talking about it, let's just do Post Malone. Right. And since we're on this hip hop train, we may as well talk about two artists that are definitely in the same genre. Um, yeah. Yeah. Post Malone's kind of within that. Uh, I mean, he's he's not as experimental by any means as JPEG Mafia, but he's in the like pop. Uh, right. Hip hop. Right. World. In, in seeming, some ways. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Blending some genres. Um, in some ways, like all my heroes are cornballs, is just a ripoff of Post Malone. Mm-hmm, right. So that's something... I, I would, you know, that's our review of, of <laughs> Hollywood's bleeding. JPEG, you mean Post Malone? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so J Post. J J Post. Well, Peggy. Peggy Posty. I mean, it's, it's one and the same. It's man. it's right there. Yeah, you can't. You can't fool us anymore. Look at Post Malone fans and look at JPEG Mafia fans. I mean, they're the same person. They're they're both probably really white. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a pro- good point. That's probably. Um, yeah. So yeah, Post Malone, Hollywood's bleeding. Um, Post Malone is an artist that we have somehow never discussed on this podcast until now, and I don't think we. Not even, yeah, not even a mention. Not even like a, oh, Post Malone. None of that. I don't think we've ever talked about him, ever, podcast or non-podcast. Just, we've never had a topic about him. Um, we may as well not have even known about him. Like Right. <laughs> and, and for a while, I honestly kind of didn't know much. Um, but he's huge. He's, he's a, a rapper, singer, songwriter from New York. Um, known for his style that blends pop and trap. Um, and occasionally some some rock music as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Hollywood's Bleeding is his third studio album, and it currently has a Metacritic of 79 out of 100, um, which isn't, like, incredible, but it's a huge upgrade <laughs> from last year's Beer Bongs and Bentleys, which had a whopping 51 out of 100. Um, that's impressive in its own right. Uh, how, how do you feel about this one? Never listened to Post Malone album before. Same, I didn't listen here. to Beer Bong. But yeah, so this is my introduction to him. Um, I will say I was a little bit more impressed by uh, like with how much I, you know, in didn't hate it <laughs> than, than what I thought I would be. I, I you know, I was I was kind of like going in taylor swift style with this thinking like i'm this is this is going to be just a Mm write-off but there's something there's something there with his style um he's got a really cool voice he had a very uh charming voice like singing voice i think i definitely like his singing more than i thought i would like he actually sounds good on a lot of these songs not gonna lie Mm -hmm. yeah i was i was impressed by that I like the I like the moody atmosphere that that he has too. But like, I mean, Jesus Christ, he like doesn't really know how to tone it down at certain <laughs> points. I was wondering when the shoe was going to drop on that. Yeah. 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 So there we are. It was. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was a little more impressed than I thought I would be, but like, there's still like an element of just like, all right, dude, like, you calm down for a second, <laughs> like, yeah, like take a take a look at what you're what you're doing because there's a lot, there's too much here. There's a lot of unnecessary, a, a lot of unnecessary shit on this. That is true, um, and you know, I, I I'm kind of sounding like a broken record at this at this point where I just we talk about these albums and I proceed to list the track listing and the time. Um, but this one is 17 songs, 51 minutes. I didn't know much about Post Malone, but I kind of knew like, well, that's going to be too long. Like <laughs> there was no world where I'm like, yeah. oh, this is definitely the appropriate length. Um, but yeah, that was my first couple of notes here. Um, I like his voice more than I thought I would. Um, didn't dislike this album as much as I expected to. Um, some decent pop songs on here. Uh, like allergic and myself, they're actually kind of decent pop songs. Not gonna, not gonna lie. Oh, I did not really care for allergic at all. That's totally that fair. Actually, it's it's a polarizing song for sure. Um, yeah, that was actually one of my least favorite because like it's just I don't know. I thought I found it extremely irritating. Allergic. <laughs> yeah, I did not. I did not care for that. I've you know I found it. I, I don't know. I, I just, I found it very, very irritating and un, unnecessary. Totally, but. totally fair. Um, but ultimately, um, there are so many songs on here for me that are just uninteresting. Um, yeah. Th- this album got old pretty quickly for me. Um, I enjoy the album less as it goes, and I don't know if it's because the song quality gets worse as it goes or if i just kind of grow tired of it as i listen to it like i don't know if it's a front front loaded record or if it's just kind of like i'm tired of this whole thing by the time we get to like track seven (laughs) so i i don't really know i i feel like it's more of that i feel like it's more of the weariness because like there's uh, honestly on the back end like looking at it there's a couple songs that are just as good as on the uh, on some of the front end, like, um, like Sunflower. I mean, that's a that's a song from the Spider Man of the Spider Verse movie, but um, mm-hmm. it's a personal song. I think that's a really good song, actually. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good pop song. Um, I, I I like that song quite a bit, actually. Staring at the Sun, I thought was pretty decent. Um, goodbyes is okay. I like Young Thug's verse on it. Young Thug sounds really good on that. What's that? Internet does suck. Internet internet sucks. Internet is lame. It's It's just just lame. Yeah. (laughs) This is this is an example of like knowing like when to like not put shit in. This is like (laughs) an example of 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 that. It's just the most of just obnoxiously massive. Yeah. song mm-hmm. and it has no place in there but the the front end has like stuff like that too mm-hmm. you know it's like i like the title track i thought was pretty decent i thought so too and Enem- enemies is pretty good i like enemies uh decent i don't like allergic um allergic. circles i circles circles, yeah, circles i really is not don't good. like um yeah yeah i'm kind of die for me yeah yeah i think you're right the more i kind of look at this track list like um, St. Tropes I thought was just pretty derivative and that's at the beginning, but yeah. again, I liked the song myself, which is like right at the end. So like, maybe it's just, I kind of grew weary of it at, at a time. Um, once again, I, you know, 
a lot of the songs you kind of picked out as being decent are the ones with features, and that's a little telling, I think. Um, like, Young Thug mm-hmm. sounded good. Once again, I'm impressed with DaBaby. I should probably just listen to his album at this point. Yeah. And right, yeah. What Speaking of the the feature, though, uh, what did you think about this Ozzy Osbourne thing? Oh, <laughs> I wanted to mention, too, have you seen, like, the thing on Twitter uh, where, like, uh, yes. it's, like, these Post Malone fans that are, like, who is this Ozzy Osbourne guy? <laughs> so cool for Post to put him on the map. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's going to blow up. I, I don't know if that's trolling or what, but either way, it's really hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did, I did it, it see is, that. It is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, oh, he's about to blow up. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who Ozzy Post, Osbourne? Post yeah, this guy is solid. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just some homeless guy on the street and post it. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, I feel yeah. I feel old. Like Ozzy Osbourne is at the. He had a very popular reality show like ten years ago. Like even when he yeah, wasn't relevant, right, yeah. he was still relevant. Everyone knows who Ozzy Osbourne is, but uh. Yeah, he's a fucking legend. Yeah, his feature was okay. Like, I wasn't actually too... It was all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't too uh, upset about it. I mean, there's definitely yeah. worse features on this album. There, there's worse songs on this album. Um, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, for sure. The The future the future feature is a good example of worse features. What, did he just fall off? Because what was the album we were just talking about? Uh, the, the Young Thug album. He was terrible on Young that. Thug, yeah. He was like the worst part of that like Young Thug album. Every time every time he has a feature, he like fucking sucks lately. Like, I don't think he's a bad artist. Mm-mm. But like, every time I've heard a feature from Future, I'm like, does he just like, <laughs> like, going to, like, it's got to be the most frustrating shit because he's really creative guy. And mm-hmm. some people, and he's super, super popular. So people are like, yeah, all right, Future's coming to the studio. We're going to have to put something on here. And the dude just, like, fucking bones it in and just lays down some baby voice. Dude, <laughs> like, yeah, some, uh, what was it? King's Dead from the Black Panther soundtrack where it's, like, Kendrick, <laughs> J-Rock. And then, like, Future comes in with the, like, la di da di da slob on me knob. It's like, what is that? What are we doing here? He's actually, like, his his hooks, are I think, are still good when he's, like, the featured hook. Mm-hmm. But when it's like, all right, now go in there and spit a verse, <laughs> it gets pretty dicey, pretty fit. Yeah. Well, when are people going to learn, like, just don't have Future come to a feature. He is going to fucking suck. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I, yeah, that's actually a good point. I, it, it's, it's worth yeah. noting the state of future. It, it, it's a. It's an interesting uh, part of his career right now. Um, mm-hmm. Other, but yeah, yeah. No, no. Sorry, the Ozzy Osbourne feature. Though, yeah, I was. I was surprised when I saw featuring Ozzy Osbourne. I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me! I thought it was gonna be one of those like, you know, just you know, really like, oh, Ozzy, why? Like, why did you do that? You know, but. <laughs> actually it actually worked out pretty well like they did a good job of blending in uh yeah blending in him and he's sounding as metal as ever mm-hmm. um and blending in him with the post malone style because it doesn't really sacrifice too much i mean they put in that um, like shitty fucking guitar solo yeah, at the end of the song not good <laughs> it's really unnecessary but uh, you know, it's pretty good. Travis Scott's feature on on here is pretty on that song is pretty cool too. Yeah, 
I, I actually kind of thought like when I saw the track list, I thought it was one of those where it's actually a sample, but they say featured, like just to kind of get oh, the clicks yeah. or whatever. They sampled Iron Man chorus, but it's like, right. yeah. Yeah, like, but it's like, oh, featuring Ozzy Osbourne, like, okay, sure. See, I thought it was going to be that, <laughs> but um, I will say with that song um, and a couple of the other songs I kind of like on here, they show that, you know, Post Malone does have a decent amount of versatility. Um, it's just that he's not, in my opinion, particularly like amazing at any particular one thing. He's decent in a lot of different areas for me. Um, mm-hmm. I think my, my... Like... go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> we just came head to head on opinion. Yeah. We're just <laughs> like, no, we got... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to say he's got like, a lot he's got a really interesting charisma and style mm-hmm. to his voice um so there there is something there i definitely understand the appeal now yes like because he, he's he's got so much like passion and um very subdued style but like also you know very cathartic loud passionate voice mm-hmm. yeah it, it is interesting i understand i understand why he is who he is but yeah there yeah I, I now get it, too. After only hearing some, like, singles here and there, I was like, okay, this guy kind of just seems like, you know, flavor of the month or whatever. Um, but now Ooh. now I actually kind of get it. Like, he does kind of have this identity. Um, and so I'm, I'm glad I listened to this record because now I kind of understand the Post Malone appeal. But, um, you know, ultimately, my, my takeaway was that, like... Um, I came to the realization, I think, that some of these songs probably would have been a guilty pleasure of mine um, had this record come out during my freshman year of college. Uh, but at this point, I'm, mm-hmm. I i don't think I'm, like, the target demographic for this album at all. Um, so I can't really, like, mm-hmm. hate on it too much because I don't think it's made for me. I think it's made for, you know, partiers and stuff like that. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah, it's just no, kind of middle of the road. It's just kind of like a ton of filler, middle of the road record. It's fine, but it's not yeah. gonna. It's I'm I'm probably not listening to this ever again outside of maybe a couple songs, if that. So, that's pretty. Yeah, much it. no, I, I I agree with you. Even like the singles that I thought were pretty stellar, mm-hmm. um, like they're not gonna end up on my like you know best songs of the year at all. It's just like I was like, oh, this is pretty good, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I. I, I like I like that I did give this a shot, you know, because I I am interested to see where he goes. If he has more creative energy and things like that, he's got an interesting voice. He's got an interesting idea about who he wants to be as an artist. And he's really, really young. So, you know, he, he he's definitely got some some potential to where I could probably end up liking a project. But. Yeah, as of now, I'm like just kind of like, oh, okay, so that's why people like him, and then that's basically it. <laughs> yeah, and it's you know it's worth noting this is his best reviewed album so far, so maybe he's on kind of an upward trend at this point. Um, I guess we'll we'll see. Yeah. We'll likely cover him in the future. Well, um, at this point, he's twenty points up, so he'll come out with like a <laughs> he'll come 90 out with overall t- yeah he'll, album. <laughs> he'll come out with to pimp a butterfly or whatever and then yeah yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I'm going a straight five out of 10. Like this is so middle of the road. I can't believe it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'm exactly the same five out of 10. Yeah. 
So, okay, that averages to a 5 out of 10. Um, seems like this was maybe the most average album we've listened to in quite some time. Uh, what's mm-hmm. what's the, uh, the next one? We have two left, and you can't do the recency date thing anymore. Came out the same day. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, wow. All right, then. All right, well, in the spirit of making Tool fans wait, mm. just like Tool fans, nice. we'll do Lana Del Rey first. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Um, I, I like that. The Tool fans have to wait. Like, you already waited 13 years or whatever, so you can right, you can yeah. wait another 20 minutes um, to hear our opinion. So. Yeah. <laughs> or just skip ahead and like pass the Lana Del Rey review. Exactly. And by the way, I, this is the first podcast where I'm going to put timestamps in, in the description. So if you do want to skip this and get straight to Tool, you have that option. Um, Which... Now that you mention it, it's like, why are we doing that to begin with? That's a great point. I, I don't know. I was like, oh, maybe we should start doing that. <laughs> um, so if you if you want to fast forward to Tool, that option is there. Uh, slight spoilers. I, I don't know how happy you're going to be with that. But but here we go. Let's talk about Lana Del Rey. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's do it. Uh, we can curse on this podcast, right? Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> this this album. Yeah, uh, I like how I, I like how you ask, "Can I curse?" And I use like the most PG yeah. like curse. <laughs> Dang, yes, you can. <laughs> Hell yeah! Like, okay, so can yeah. we? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Are you saying we can't? I I don't know. Um. So yeah, Lana Del Rey, Norman fucking Rockwell, uh, with an exclamation mark. Norman fucking Rockwell. Um, that's the, that's the album. Yeah, read that. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to be read. I guess so. Um, Lana Del Rey is. Or angrily. Yeah, like, Norman fucking Rockwell. Rockwell. Norman fucking Rockwell. Uh, from Lana Del Rey. Uh, she is a, a singer songwriter born in New York City, uh, but currently resides in Los Angeles and, and much of her music is attached to that, um, Los Angeles based lifestyle. Uh, Norman fucking Rockwell is her sixth studio album. In the eyes of music critics in general, uh, her music has mostly been getting better and better with each new release. Um, This new record has a Metacritic of 87 out of 100, and Pitchfork uh, gave it a score of 9.4 out of 10, which I believe is their highest score in several years. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I would argue they big thieved him that, that she got the nine plus. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> big thief. Congratulations to Lana Del Rey. Yep. The elusive big thief. <laughs> yep. She got the, the nine plus out of 10. She did it. Way to, they big thieved her. Um, <laughs> I, I would argue this record has been getting the most critical acclaim of any record this year. Like this is the album. I think people are going to look back on 2019, I guess like critics at least and say like, this was the album of the year. I think it's going to get the most album of the year buzz across the board. Um, are you as enthralled with this record as the consensus seems to be? No. Oh, okay. And that was Lana Del Rey, Norman fucking Rockwell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, go One ahead. One of our better bits. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, it, I, I'm interested because I actually, I really like this record. I'm not going to lie. So. Yeah, I I I was impressed by it. Um, I'm not like 
I, I think the reason I, I say no is because everybody's like at nine out of ten on this, like right. high eight, nine out of ten on this. Um, I I was impressed by this. Um, the style and the songwriting is the songwriting especially is really really great. Oh yeah, um, it's really really good. Very honest, very heartbreaking. Um, it's it's uh, the the style is good too. Um, I don't know. I, I think that it's just a thing of like, it's not something for me that was like, mm. uh, as it, it's not something for me that was as like highly impactful as I think it has been for a lot of other people. Mm. I think it's a really well written album, and I was impressed by it. But like, it's not. It, yeah, it's not as as it's super impactful as I think that a lot of every a lot of other people may think it is mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. No, I I get that feeling because that's um, that's slightly how I feel about Blonde. Like I even I I love Blonde, but like mm. the idea that uh, now I'm gonna get some like Twitter hate or whatever, or I I don't care. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but no, I I love Blonde. I'm just gonna say that I love Blonde. It was in like my top fifteen the year it came out. But the idea that it's like clearly the best album released that year, I I don't know. I couldn't buy into that, and so I I kind of get some of that here as well where like i love this record i think it's great but the kind of like album of the year shoe win i'm not quite there with it um it's it's not quite on that level for me but as you mentioned i think the songwriting is incredible uh like just it's you know like you said it's emotive it's honest it's uh mature in a lot of aspects and just it's well arranged and well written um a lot of piano ballads a lot of strings um mm-hmm. there's a, a ton of uh emotion it has this kind of cinematic feel with it which is uh some praise that she's received on her past work as well um which i haven't listened to a lot of I'm not too familiar with her her work I've listened to some songs here and there in the past and they weren't they weren't really for me so I wasn't like going into this record expecting a lot but no I I love this album yeah I've listened to one of her albums early albums I can't remember yeah like uh, trying to figure out I, I Ultraviolence maybe one of those albums. Yeah, I think it was that one. It was the one that had video games as the single. Okay. Um, which was when she you know blew up. Right. Right. Yeah, you know, and, and for Lana Del Rey, it's like I, it the fact that I can't remember which one it was is exactly how I you know have I felt in the past about Lana Del Rey. It's just like very average to mm-hmm. me for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like interesting enough. Like I get I I understood the appeal. But, um, yeah, it's just like not great, not not anything to really take take any stock in. Right. And this one, I I was I was impressed by. I think the thing is like the songwriting is really really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that like um, bothers me about it though is like there's still a lot of uh, chorus work on this hmm. that I don't really care for. Um, it, it's good, but it's like, I think that it, it, there's a lot of, there's, there's some chorus work on this that like, doesn't, it it still feels very, um, safe Hmm. and not nearly as, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, Not nearly as like groundbreaking or 
you know, like, like distinct as I think that some people have been making it out to be. Mm. It feels like some of the choruses on here are kind of Lana in the past, like how I've mm-hmm. expected it to be. Like, uh, like, you know, like, uh, like cinnamon girl, like with the, I really like the lyrics. That's the thing. It's like when, but you know, when she's like the chorus of, you know, like if you hold me without hurting me, you'll be the first who ever did. I think it's just the way that it's structured, like the way that she sings the choruses and stuff for me is like, you know, and they, they all kind of bleed into each other and it feels a little bit like, okay, well, I've, I've heard this before, but the difference is like how well produced this album is and um how fantastic the songwriting is because it like really gives you more texture to it because before when i first started listening to it you know before diving into the lyrics i was like uh Del Rey again better Mm -hmm. production but it's Del Rey again and then you know diving into the lyrics i was like oh shit this is Mm -hmm. like she did a really really good job on on writing this thing but anyway, yeah. No, that's that's actually yeah, that's um that's a that's a good a good point. Because uh, there there are some songs that kinda remind me of uh you know, the the um the little bit of Lana in the past that I have listened to that I didn't gravitate toward. There is a little bit out of that on here. Like to me, especially the Ooh. Sublime cover, which just takes me out of the record entirely. Like, yeah, I, re- I felt like yeah. that was a little unnecessary. It's, it, like it sounds okay, but it's like it doesn't. To me, it just doesn't fit at all. Um, and it's like not what I want to hear from Lana Del Rey. There's plenty of songs that I do want to hear from Lana Del Rey on this album. Um, but kind of really the stretch from Venice bitch to fuck it. I love you to do in time. Like I could kind of do with pretty much that entire stretch, honestly. Um, other than that, though, it. yeah, like it's, yeah, if you take, and that's the thing, it's like, this is a 14 song hour, seven minute album. If you take out a couple songs, I'm not going to be like heartbroken over it. Um, cause this, this at times can kind of feel like a chore to get through. Um, yeah. But mostly because, it, you know, it is mostly like these kind of slower piano ballads. And I'm just kind of like, OK, um, Fantano already took this comparison and I was going to say it and I was going to be like, oh, it reminds me of this album. And he already said it. So it's not like a big deal now. But I was like, oh, here comes my take. It, it No one cares. Yeah. About. But it, it does remind me of uh, Father John Misty's pure comedy in the, in the sense that mm-hmm. it's um, it's very extravagant while also being really introspective. Um obviously full of piano ballads a ton of songwriting i don't know if you want to call it songwriting genius or at least just very very good songwriting on the record um but also the same kind of issue i had with pure comedy comes here too where it kind of feels like a slog sometimes and i'd rather just kind of hear these songs in isolation rather than just like all right for the next 70 minutes i'm going to listen to all of this It, it gets a little exhausting after a while so yeah the comparison for me it doesn't work very well mm. but i mean it's also like i mean i'm you know how big of a fan i am of pure right. comedy was your favorite record of um, 2017 i think yeah yeah still still 100 percent as i love that mm. album um i think that it, the comparison doesn't really work for me because like i get the uh songwriting perspective mm-hmm. yeah that's you know but really i think the comparisons just ended that because they're both like excellent songwriters 
and both of these albums are very very well written mm-hmm. but pure comedy the difference is that like i for me it's worthy of diving into the mm. glut of an hour and a half because of the the concept of it and the just the structuring of the tracks like every track is so much different from the from the rest of them mm. um you know and and there's a lot there's like more storytelling there's like there's a little bit different like i, I don't know I, I i heard that comparison i was like i it's it's just referencing two songwriters that are excellent lengthy songwriters like that i really feel like the comparisons kind of end up there i yeah I, like, I agree with that i agree with that um, yeah yeah that one's also about basically like the whole concept of the album is about like the demise of society and this one is a lot of like love themes and heartbreak and things like that like they're very different themed albums right like pure comedy is very political this is more personal i think like yeah yeah Um, but they they do they both accomplish uh their goals very well in a songwriting aspect i just think that um pure pure comedy aesthetically um uh, captures it better mm -hmm. than this one does right yeah (laughs) It, the the last brief comparison I'll make is not even really a comparison. It's just I like those two records about as the same. Like I really like, oh, okay. yeah, I love both of those records. They're not gonna sniff my top ten of the year, but I really like them. Um, and there's a ton of tracks on here that I'll be listening to through the end of the year at least. Like the title track, great chorus on that, mm. great songwriting. Yep. Um, Mariner's Apartment Complex, great lyrics on that one. Another just well-done song. Then it kind of goes through that stretch I mentioned that I could kind of do without. But then you get Love Song and How to Disappear, The Greatest. Um, And those are some good kind of back-end tracks. And I Mm -hmm. think this album ends great with... uh, I'm going to pull up the whole thing. I think it's like, hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have, but I have it, or something like that. I yeah, I it. love yeah. that song. I think that's a fantastic, fantastic love that song. God, that was like, that was the one part of the record where I was like, dang, now I really want more of this <laughs> because that was like yeah. the, the one part of the album where I didn't kind of feel like slightly tired or exhausted of listening to it. Um, but yeah, that's a yeah. great closer. And we, we love albums that have great closers um, on this podcast. Oh yeah. So a great opener, great closer. Like, yep. yep. It's just, underratedly important to have that yeah like you could put your worst song in the middle and i'll i won't really care all that much like doing time is like the fourth song it's like okay whatever if you put that at like the very beginning or the very end i'm like soured for whatever reason so yeah yeah because you're left with a bad taste like right yeah or you go into it with a bad taste like okay well that was the first song should i just give up now like i don't (laughs) yeah so. It's the first and last impressions. I mean, they, it does matter when in the structuring of an album. Right, and they have a job. It's not. It, it's it's the impressions, and it's also like introducing a theme or like concluding a theme. Like it's a, yeah, it, it's an important aspect of the album, and she nailed both of those this time. Um, so I agree. I, so I, you know, I I kind of want to go back and listen to some of her older stuff, but when I look at the, you know, and not to put too much faith in critics, but like. This is clearly her best album in the eyes of critics. So I don't know if I'm missing out on a lot. Um, but I am excited yeah. to see like where she goes from here. Like I'm definitely looking forward to whatever she puts out next. So um shout out to Lana Del Rey. 
yeah, I'm more, I'm definitely more positive about her, um, now than I have been in the past. Mm. Um, yeah, I, you know, there, there are some, there are some stellar songs on here. I was going to say though, I actually really like Venice bitch. Um, oh, okay. The, I, I kind of figured uh, you would. It, it's very weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it definitely resides in that structure of a song that I really like. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, it's sort of formless. Yes. And it goes into like a three minute, like half guitar solo. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I thought that that actually is one of the better songs on this on the album Mm -hmm. um it's very it's very ambitious but like subtly ambitious um Mm -hmm. this is an example of her chorus work that i really really like because it's very subtle and quiet and um and it's and it's small but it like has a lot of impact Mm -hmm. she does that really really well too like when she does choruses that are like just short but like concise and like powerful like she Mm -hmm. nails it it's like when she does things like moved to california but it's just a state of mind like that thing mm-hmm. yeah that's what i'm like okay this we got lauded by the numbers mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um but venice bitch i actually like quite a bit i thought that it's a i thought that it's an excellent track uh yeah yeah and yeah. i agree with you on the opening and closing i really like happiness is a butterfly a yep. lot too yep yeah next best american record i thought was was pretty great mm-hmm Bar- yeah. bartender yeah, i thought I mean, was fine um there's a couple songs yeah. later on that i think are just fine um but yeah i, I mean starting at like it, it really if you just kind of cut tracks for me tracks three through five i'm really loving this album but uh yeah for me it's like yeah it's fuck it i love you doing time you know cinnamon girl mm-hmm. uh california uh, you know right? yeah right right um last thing i think i'll say before i give my my rating is that uh i i think her voice is fine um but there are times where i don't particularly like the vocal melody um but even on those songs where i don't really care for the vocals all that much the songs themselves usually work because like again just there's a great structure and a great foundation that comes with the the songwriting that like it's kind of hard to screw up at that point um Mm -hmm. so it 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 ultimately like it it all works out and jack antonoff did a pretty good job with the production and that dude is everywhere like what the fuck is going on with him (laughs) he's he's on like a streak right now so yeah he's (laughs) kicking ass well and you know we talked about on the last podcast the taylor swift stuff um yeah and i was like uh, it was like yeah well my issue with jack antonoff is that you know he kind of makes everything a little bit safe and trendy but like that is not the case this time in my opinion um this is not like a traditional pop record by by most standards so uh, shout out i got to give him some credit this time as well uh really for me uh, it's a really beautiful elegant well done record so i'm giving it a pretty solid eight out of ten nice that's great yeah um i like i said i have my complaints there's given the fact that there's like a decent amount of songs that i really could pull out of the album and i would be pretty happy that they were gone um like I don't think any of the songs are bad right like even like my least favorite is the sublime cover and that's mostly because like 
it really just pulls me out of the album completely. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. I wish that she, it's a good cover. I wish he would have mm-hmm. just put it on like a, like a version or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and then the rest of the album, it's it just, it, and it's, I don't know, it's in the middle. So it, it really just like complete, I, <laughs> I didn't expect it either. Right. I didn't know that she was doing a sublime cover. So whenever it started, I was like, Eric's so I was like, and then, you know, I hear the chorus, song, yeah. and I'm like, this is fucking Sublime. Yeah, well, it, it, I I actually knew going into the album that there was a Sublime cover, because someone kind of made, like, a half-assed, like, dig at her on Reddit about it. Like, oh, this person with the oh, Sublime okay. cover doesn't like, you know, it, I don't know. So I was like, okay, is there a Sublime cover on this album? And I, I am not familiar with Sublime outside of, like, Santeria. So I looked through the track list, and I'm like, okay, oh. no Santeria. And then I get to do in time and I immediately recognize like, oh, this one's the sublime cover, like the lyrics and the chorus. Are you kidding me? Like, um, oh, yeah, it yeah. sounds like Even total. Didn't yeah. Sublime, yeah, <laughs> right. Like the it, it just I don't know. It, it's very late 90s lyricism in that chorus there. And I'm like, OK, well, this is yeah. the sublime one. And um, it, it sounds fine, I, like you yeah. said. But man, like, I don't know that it, it doesn't it doesn't fit. And that's the issue with that. But. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I totally like cut siblings. you off with the tangent, so I'm sorry about that. Oh, good. My older siblings used to listen to the Sublime quite a bit, so like <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it like right when I heard it because I was like, because I used to hear Sublime all the time. <laughs> so like as soon as I heard that, I was like, what the hell? And so, but that yeah, it's an issue. Like covers in an album are always like such a risk. Yeah. Because they can they can go over really really well. Or they can like pull you out of the album completely, and that's what this does for me. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but it is a good cover. Like, there's no songs on here that I'm like, oh, this is a trash song. There's just there's some songs on here that are like, kind of just you know, paint by the numbers, exactly what I expected, and some elements that I haven't cared for with Lana Del Rey in the past. Mm. Um, but. I mean, overall, I'm really impressed. There's some really, really good songs on here, and maybe some songs that could sniff out the top ten song of the year for me. Um, nice. You know, but overall, a few tracks that I could completely do away with, and I'm left feeling a seven out of ten on it. Okay. Very solid seven out of ten at it. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. Um, that's another uh, seven and a half. Out, uh, out of 10 on average for us um you haven't put any of these records yet at an eight or higher um well we got one left to talk about so yeah is, all right here we go is this is this the one i mean i don't know will drop will dropped his first 10 out of 10 on, on a wise blood pod that's right maybe mine's coming <laughs> well and here we go because um you know this is a band we haven't talked about on the podcast and well, a large part of that is because this is their first album in thirteen years. Um, th- this is that'll <laughs> thirteen years ago. We were not doing a podcast. <laughs> that is correct. Thirteen years ago, I started listening to radio, like let alone podcasts. Um, yeah, <laughs> Tool, Tool, everybody, Tool. That's the band we're actually talking about. Tool. Uh, we're doing it. Fear Inoculum is uh, the name of the album. Um, Tool is an alternative metal, progressive metal band from Los Angeles. Um, a couple of LA artists. Art in metal. Our, yeah, art, art metal. Is that is that a 
Yeah. Okay, that's actually a thing. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's real. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought you were doing a bit for a second there. I was like, okay, sure. Like baroque it's kind metal. Of, it's <laughs> kind of a bit. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. No. That. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, they are. Uh, they are very, I guess, for lack of a better word, artistic when it comes to you know how they approach metal music. Um, they have a passionate fan base and are frequently considered legends in their their little their subgenre. Um, Fear Inoculum is the band's fifth studio album, and as we mentioned, their first album since 2006. It currently has a Metacritic of 82 out of 100. Um, real quick things with the, the ratings here. Um, you know, I was looking at the Wikipedia page, uh, and if you look at the Wikipedia page on an album, they'll have like a table or a chart off to the right that includes like the scores from a bunch of different critics. Um, right. So this time we have like mentions of great ratings from Consequence of Sound, uh, NME, and of all places, the Financial Times, it, it, which is exactly what you think it is. And they reviewed this Tool album and it made the chart. It's worth noting that this Wikipedia page does not include the 5.4 out of 10 from Pitchfork or the 4 out of 10 from The Needle Drop. I just, I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> it's a... It's a little bit of, I'm not going to accuse them of censorship. Yeah. yeah, but the financial, I mean, yeah. the, well, financial times They're gave like, them a good rating. That's why they made the cut, you know. We got to include this one. Right, right. So the most trusted voice in music, <laughs> the financial times. Financial, financial times. Um, so I, I'm not going to accuse them of censorship, but I'm really into conspiracies now that I listen to a Tool album. So I'm kind of, you know. <laughs> Maybe they censored it. I don't know. Um, Your eyes have been opened. That's right. Uh, you know, I, I made the the kind of comment about Blonde earlier that I think might upset some people. I think my thoughts on this record are, like, potentially really going to upset some people. Because, <laughs> uh, man, I did not like this record at all. How did, how did you feel about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so I, like, yeah... I, I didn't well first of all no I didn't really care for this album um, I've only really listened to one Tool album in the past mm -hmm. um, I was like a pretty pretty big fan in high school of like A Perfect Circle um, which is Maynard James Keenan's other group mm -hmm. so I was like a little excited for it because you know even though the A Perfect Circle album that came out like I think a couple years ago or last year was fucking garbage <laughs> You know, it's still like it's still like kind of an exciting thing to be like, ooh, yay, let's like cater my high school side, and then maybe it's gonna be a good album. But no, it's not a good album, so like <laughs> that right. went yeah. away really quick. Oops. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's just it's just a lot of very pseudo intellectual like <laughs> word salad <laughs> chugging the bar like. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, it, um, I, I, you know, you had mentioned, I've never really, I, well, I've never listened to a Tool album in full, and there's only a couple songs that I've listened to from them, period, but I kind of liked those songs a little bit, uh, Schism, I thought was, you know, a pretty decent song, has yeah. a nice little bass line to it, um, but, Lateralis is good. Yeah, like, there's some songs that, you know, in the past. They've got, they have some good, they have some good, uh, they do have good stuff. Like, I definitely understand right. the appeal. Right. Yeah. You know, it, they have a good, you know, popular fan base for a reason, a passionate fan base, rather. Um, 
most most people agree that like Tool makes very good music for what they do. Um, I think that this album was boring as hell. <laughs> it's it is ninety minutes of just um it's kind of generic honestly like there there isn't a ton on here that i would consider like incredibly interesting there's some moments here and there that i'm like oh that was nice to hear but then it just goes back to like this slog of a record um and it's it's worth noting because i've always kind of wanted to express this point on a podcast but i've never had the opportunity to until now um but bands like dream theater for example get this reputation of like well, they're really skilled musicians and like, you know, they great yeah. drummer, great guitarist, uh, great vocalist. But their music kind of sucks, in my opinion, because <laughs> technicality is not the same as actually, you know, making good music. Like technicality is yeah. not songwriting. You need to be, you know, there's nothing interesting about yeah. playing instruments very well. Buckethead is, I guess, a very skilled guitarist. His music is boring and or bad. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. So I would rather someone play chords and do drum loops that aren't interesting really, but at least sound good or sound, you know, somewhat entertaining. This this was oh my god. I seriously <laughs> decided, you know, or I debated not finishing this album. I was like I actually texted you oh, hey, are we doing the Tool album for this podcast? Like, I texted that as I was listening to the Tool album because I'm like, if he like says... <laughs> yeah, like, because, like, maybe he'll say no and then I won't have to listen to this record anymore. <laughs> you Usually, yeah, like, usually when I give, like, low scores to albums on this podcast, it's usually pretty obvious or, like, the consensus already kind of agrees with it. Like, no one really likes the Chance album or the Logic album. This has an 82 out of 100 on Metacritic, which is yeah. better, you know, according to the critics, than, like, the songs and albums we just talked about from Tool that are supposedly the good ones. So this is, like, their yeah. best album in a while. and Apparently. Yeah. Apparently. And, you know, maybe it's not. I'm sure fans would probably agree, like, their older stuff is better because that's, you know, usually how fans tend to view these things. So maybe I'll go back and listen to their older stuff. But it won't be because of how great this album was. In fact, I'm actually less inclined to go back and listen to their older stuff now that I've listened to this this trash heap. Anyway. <laughs> um, that was spectacular. Yeah, sorry. It's it's just like, I was, man. My God. Well, I, I, I definitely did not expect you to... I really don't to, like this. ...to like this album. <laughs> really don't like Like, this is not this is not within your wheelhouse at all Mm -mm. but i was super excited to hear what you had to say because of that too right and and that is worth noting like a lot of this is just subjective like i don't listen to this kind of music so i don't have the best understanding of what this genre should like should sound like or like who is good in this genre i don't really have a good understanding of that i just know like i don't like listening to this and that's the point. Yeah. This is my opinion. Well, no. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you very much on that. This is this is one of the most generic rock albums Jesus. I've heard in a very long time. And this is the thing, too. It's like 
they god damn 13 years right and it's just people really really don't want to like admit that it's a bad album that's uh-huh. really what it feels like mm-hmm. like like they've wasted 13 years or something waiting for this yeah and they're like yeah no it's great oh i love it i love listening to chocolate chip trip yeah yeah <laughs> and 10 minutes of the title track oh my god i mean fucking kill me it's you know yeah, it, it it's not it's not good at all. I, there's I, yeah. like there's elements here and there that are like interesting enough. Um you know, I kinda like the energy on certain tracks, like Tempest is a, mm-hmm. is got some decent energy to it. Um, Calling Voices has some has some interesting instrumental moments to it. Mm-hmm. Um the interludes are like pretty much not necessary at all, but at least like the the first one, like the the third track with Handy Contra, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, at least it has some sort of interesting ish kind of. I don't know. It, it's an interesting sound, but like it doesn't do anything. It just and that's like the the hallmark of this album is that like oh it sounds kind of cool but it doesn't do anything right it's and it's exactly like the lyrics like <laughs> the lyrics are exactly that too mm-hmm. like they are nothing there's nothing there at all nothing. it's just major james keenan saying saying words <laughs> 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 yeah no that's that's true and you know i i do kind of want to tone back my statements a little bit there are some moments that, you know, I actually thought Chocolate Chip Trip has some nice drum fills in it that I really liked. Uh, the col- drumming on this is pretty stellar. The best part of this record is Danny Carey's drumming by yeah. a, a good margin for me. I think he's a really good drummer. Uh, I actually, I, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it enough to look him up and shout at him out by name. So he's really good. Um, there's some energy during Culling Voices that I thought was good. Tempest, mm-hmm. s- Seven Empest is likely <laughs> it's likely the standout track here i think people would agree but it's still unnecessarily yeah. 16 minutes long um it it loses its welcome pretty quick in my opinion and ultimately it's i'm not saying they're a bad band i'm actually saying there is a lot of talent in this band but it's just very incredibly uninteresting um which is something i don't want from an art metal progressive metal band at least mm-hmm. I thought like, okay, if they're progressive metal, alternative metal, art metal, I'm thinking, well, at least I'm going to be listening to something interesting. And yeah. that is not the case. So I don't know. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, and that's the thing too. Like, um, like I, it, it sounds like, you know, I know you haven't heard a two album beyond this, but like mm-hmm. Lateralis, their 2001 standout, um, which is the standout album from them, I would say. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it sounds more dated than that album does. Like, <laughs> right, right, totally. Honestly, does. like, yeah. This, it, it, for for a progressive metal band that like that, you know, their fan base and them values themselves on pushing the boundaries of sound in the metal genre. Mm-hmm. This is like fucking just anybody could have done this. Right. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It. It, this does not sound like this sounds like 
13 years of like sitting around and then I'm just getting in the studio for a month and like half-assing a yeah, I'm not 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 a fan. Not a fan of this one. Not a fan. Yeah, um, I'm glad you're not because I was like, okay, well, if the Metacritic is 82, then I, given my score that I'm gonna give here in a minute, I'm like, okay, I might be the dissenting opinion here by a good margin, um, but we seem to be kind of, at least, generally on the same page or in the same chapter at least on this one because, yeah, my God, I I actually expected. Um, going into this this group, liking the Post Malone record the least. Um, but I gave Post Malone's record a 5 out of 10, which is three points higher than the 2 out of 10 that I'm giving this Tool oh. album. Oh, I, I do fantastic. not. I do not like this Tool album. And it's, it's not, it's, it's actually, you know, it's not worse than the Chance record. I think the Chance record is worse. Because that album at times was like actively irritating this is just mm. like put me to sleep like i, I mm-hmm. yeah this is just the most boring album i've heard in a long time so two out of ten mm-hmm. fear inoculum <laughs> that is fantastic oh real quick yeah, last thing i'll uh, say this is kind yeah, of a yeah. pot shot you know this is kind of like a pot shot at him but like fear inoculum is the most like tool album name i could think of like it it's like a name the fuck generator does that even mean? nothing that's the point like it, 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 yeah. doesn't, it doesn't mean anything so yeah anyway two out of ten yeah and that's that's exactly what i was saying like that is that is the hallmark of this album like again the Let's just say, all right, let, let me read some lyrics here. This album starts <laughs> off with the lyrics, all right, from the title track, Fear Inoculum, which is like fucking, oh, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Immunity, log over to Contagion, I exhale you, naive, I open up to you. It, it's like... It, it's, it's, like it's like, wow, cool. <laughs> it's it you're right it's a word a What's word gumbo saying? yeah like, <laughs> yeah he's he's oh saying God. he's just it, it seems like maybe james keenan just like went through a thesaurus <laughs> for words that were like uh you know just like negative words and was just like i'm gonna use that one and that one and <laughs> i love it it's it's just some. Um, it's some third eye stuff, man. I I can't see it. I, I'm not, I'm a mere mortal, you know, I, I can't. It's the weakest of the third eye. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, is that it's a third like, eye? Oh, no, it's just kind of a zit thing. It's not really a third eye, but you kind of think it is. <laughs> um. So, yeah, uh, what, what's, what's yeah. your, uh, what's your rating? Um, or what, what are your final thoughts on it, I guess? Let me, yeah, let, let me, let me talk about Yeah, let, yeah, I'll, I'll give you some time to shine here, yeah. How much, how much time do we have still? We still have like 10 minutes, yeah. Okay, cool. So I'll use the entire 10 minutes <laughs> in, in tool fashion. I was going to say, that's I'll, their approach to way, songwriting. <laughs> I'll go way too long and, and say a lot of shit without saying anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm not... All right, I'll say this. I, there, are, there, are, there are there are positive elements first on this. Um, there, I guess. There's like, fuck, I don't know. There's some interesting enough like 
melody moments and stuff on here, but it, it's like there's probably like 30 minutes of this album where I'm like, oh, cool. But the thing is, it's an hour and a half. So it's like it's swallowed up. It's swallowed up in, in just a glut of just nonsense, just nonsensical lyrics, unnecessary guitar solos, pretty great drumming. Mm hmm. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, but yeah, if you're going to, like you said, if you're going to make your basis of an album based off of how talented the instrumental is, yeah, I go listen to a symphony or something. Right. Cause right. like, right. you know, like if, if, if that's what you value in music is technicality, then like I, you, you've lost me. Like mm. <laughs> there's no artistry in that. It's just learning how to play an instrument, which anybody can do. Mm. You know, I, it, given it enough time and hard work. But anyway, it's, uh, yeah, this album's a, a fucking mess. <laughs> it's, you know, it's not very, you know, it's just boring. It's, it's really boring. It's nonsensical. It's, uh, yeah, three out of ten. Three out of ten. Okay. So that puts us at a, yeah. two, a two and a half. Uh, significantly <laughs> worse than Post Malone, which is... Not, Which, yeah, not I, totally what I expected. I I, I, I like your point because I expected to give Post Malone like a three or four out of ten. And, you know, I was like, oh, Tool will probably come out with something where I'm like, oh, it's not great, but it's kind of interesting. Five out of ten. This, <laughs> no, this is like. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Not good. I uh, I pulled up the, the Financial Times record. Um <laughs> <laughs> the heading is immersive and involving. So like, okay, sure. I, I guess agree to disagree on that. <laughs> I, think lyrics, I think those are lyrics straight from this album. Actually. <laughs> oh, it says here, uh, Maynard James Keenum actually works for the Financial Times. Okay. All right. That, now it's starting to make sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, well, anyway, that was, uh, I'm, I'm kind of glad you did this one last because I was like, okay, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be in a bad mood after talking about this record, so uh, yeah. I didn't want to talk about this and then talk about a couple records that I actually loved. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. That's, but also, yeah. I I, I, I think, do kind of hate to end on a bad note at the same time. Um, so well, I, it was yeah, it was, it was so bad that it was kind of funny. Also. It was definitely funny. Yeah, this is absolutely. It, that's the difference with the with the <laughs> Chance record. Uh, this too is like I I enjoyed this a little bit more just because of like. It was like laughably funny. It is or so laughably funny. bad. Yeah. So it's just like, <laughs> it's, it's a parody yeah. of itself. Yeah. It's, really not, it's a, it's not, it's not good. So, um, yeah, quick recap here. Uh, JPEG mafia, all my heroes are corn balls. That's a seven and a half out of 10 average from us. Uh, post Malone Hollywood's bleeding. That's an average five out of 10 from us. Uh, Lana Del Rey, Norman fucking Rockwell. Uh, is an average seven and a half out of ten from us, um, and this fucking tool record, Fear Inoculum, <laughs> Fear fucking Inoculum, That's... Fear fucking, fear inoculum. fucking inoculum. It was more like fucking Fear Inoculum. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh fucking this tool album, uh, average yeah. of two and a half out of ten from us. Um, so next time on this podcast, it's the end of the quarter. And uh, we're switching things up because of the way we have done these past couple of podcasts. Um, 
we are strictly doing recommendations next time. Uh, we might we might also be talking about some concerts we've been to lately. We might be doing that. But it's solely going to be stuff we liked. So no tool rants on the next one, but you know maybe some more positivity and uh, some recommendations that we hope you enjoy as much as we do. So uh, that I'm excited for that podcast. It'll be great. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so thank you for once again waking up very early uh, to do this podcast just way, just to shit on to Tool. Start my day. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you woke up early just I was to excited for that. <laughs> That's right. So uh, yeah, thank you for joining me. Thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.